Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hi, I'm Eleanor. I'm Kalina. And welcome back to the special mini episodes of Don't Quote Us On That. And by mini episodes, um, we mean they're the same length. Sometimes they're longer. They're just not on a Friday. And they're definitely every week like we meant for them to be. And we definitely were very productive when we were together for five days straight. Well, actually, you know, we were productive. Just um... We were productive. We just weren't productive with this. We had a lot of, you know, things to drink and... Um, but people if you look at our see. TikTok, very productive there. Exactly. We did. I think my drafts are still in the 50s. <laughs> Let's see. Um, but yeah, welcome back to our little Euphoria recap. Uh, today, we're talking about season two. And Clean and I have not talked about this yet, but I just want to put my two cents in. We're not going to be talking about the two specials that uh, happened in between season one and season two, mostly because I thought they were kind of boring. I thought they were, like, good for the character development of Rue and Jules, but I thought they were kind of boring, and I don't think even we could squeeze out more than 15 minutes about them. We could just go back to season one and start waxing poetic about that again. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... Just for some quick recap leading into season two, Rue is on drugs and um, Jules is sad. Okay, season two. Season two. Um, season two starts off with, I think, the coolest character in the whole show, which is Fez's grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was young, now, there was a lot more nudity in this episode that I needed to deal with in the first, like, five minutes than I needed to see ever. But I want um, mm-hmm. my first note is I want Fess's grandma's pants because they were cool. Don't ask me what they look like now, but they were cool. And then I said, don't love the crotch shot, but I got to respect her. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I then do. the little kid... The little kid they got to play Fez um, did not believe that was Fez. That reminds me of in the movie Kabikushi Kabigam with Shuru Khan and Rithik Roshan. They got this like fat kid to play young him. And like not that like a fat kid can't grow up to be super shredded, right? But like, has anyone seen that man? They can't be the same. I know I'm not the only person that thinks this. I've seen a, at least one tweet that agrees with me. I'm pretty sure I've retweeted it. So, thank you very much. Also, I love Shuru Khan, unrelated to anything else. Great man. (laughs) I think the little kid that got to play Fez had a better chance of turning into Nate. Yeah, but like, to be fair, all boys kind of look the same. That, yeah. It's not like super unbelievable, and it was just like... Fez just got, like, I feel like he's one of those kids who just had a look, you know, and just kind of never grew out of it. Um, also, if I, I'm not a drug dealer that I know of, but if I was going to give this woman drugs and then she said, I don't have money, can I give you this baby? I wouldn't say yes. (laughs) Oh my god, I know. I was like, ashtray was collateral. I mean, honestly... 
I think he, if he had a parent who was willing to give him up as collateral for drugs, he might have been better off with the drug dealer. I mean, I don't think either outcome was great. But I would but definitely like one draw person, the line. One of those people should have been responsible for him and cared for him all the time, whereas one person had no reason to take him in. So, like... Arguably, the the mom abandoning him was worse. Well, not abandoning him, but using him for collateral is worse. Just because she had, like, an obligation to him, and she was like, no. (laughs) I'd rather have drugs. Um, Anyway, after the little, um, I guess, little little featured player skit that Fez gets, um, we get what I think is our first murder... Is it our first murder? I think it's our first murder. I hope it's our first murder. I can't think oh, of wait, any Oh, wait, I have lots of fun notes. Why don't you just breeze it? Listen, here. Oh, okay. um, First Sorry. of all, we're actually Fez and his grandma because there's a scene where his grandma's like ranting in the kitchen <laughs> and Fez is sitting on the counter just kind of going, uh-huh, okay. And that's me. Um, I want to know who tattooed Ashtray. We never get any clarification on this, and this will be my running question forever. Um, I don't know why anyone... Oh, I was like, you think Fez doesn't play games? Ash, little Younger siblings are unhinged, okay? Younger siblings, just insane. And then we get to lovely Rue singing Hit Him Up and like Me Too. When that song comes on, Me Too. I know she's high. I, said, I know Rue is high, but I'm just like that. And at least she's not dead. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, wait. My best note. Sorry. My best note. <laughs> this is what I wanted to get to. Realistically, grown-up Ash would be EM's, would be Eleanor's type because of the tracksuits. <clears throat> I am still unclear on how old this child is. Ash is definitely, like, 11. That's what I wrote. But, like, that's what I, I said grown-up. If he was grown-up. I... No, because it's not the tracksuit by itself. It's, it's you have to be Irish in a tracksuit. 11-year-old boys in a tracksuit just don't have the same well, appeal he's to not me. 11 I feel comfortable <laughs> saying that. <laughs> well, he's not 11 in this scenario. I was very clear. Grown up. I feel also he like knows too much about Bitcoin and that's an instant turn off. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, think of the bank he has because he knows so much about Bitcoin. Uh, the bank that the police are um, <laughs> will be able to take away in two seconds? <laughs> anyway, fine. Murder. We're back to the murder. Back to the murder. What was the murder? Um, Ashtray killed that guy with a hammer? Oh. oh, yeah, that's probably why I wrote down the younger siblings are unhinged. Probably. That would, that would track... Um, uh, to be fair, that's kind of just how I would describe Ashtray in general. So I yeah. can't really tell you what specifically my notes are about sometimes. He was like definitely a little bit too comfortable with that. And so it's definitely yeah. happened before. And like, I don't know if it's just Fez is chill or Fez is like, oh, geez, not again. You know, I both. 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 Um. Okay, actual thing. It's New Year's Eve, big party, let's have some fun. 
Um, we get a lot of new characters in this episode as well. I think the very first new character we get is um, Faye. Mm-hmm. Who we meet when Fez has to go do some drug thing. And... Um, I don't think it's a drug thing. It's, I think it's a covering up a murder thing. It just so happened to be that they murdered a drug dealer. Okay. Also, if uh, Ashtray well, murdered someone, right, don't bring him along to cover up his murder. Also, he's a child. Which I know we keep coming back to. I think he's only, like, legally a child. <laughs> Age is just a number. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Faye is in the car and Rue is high off something and the only thing I remember from Faye's first little entrance was she got some drugs out and she was like, do you mind if I do this? And Rue was like, I'd really rather you not. And Faye goes, it's just heroin. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that down. She goes, it's just heroin. And Rue goes, yeah, I, I see that. And like, and then no Faye was like, Rue doesn't have a lot of legs to stand on. Like, yeah, I guess she doesn't inject herself. Woohoo. You think but we like, wrote these notes together. I said, I don't think you get to have them. Oh, I don't think either of them get to have the moral high ground. But then I know Faye was like giving out to Rue about something. And I was like, I don't think you get to have the moral high ground if you're actively doing heroin. Yeah. Faye like injects herself and then she's like, Rue, you're just a junkie. And it's like, you just say Girl. it's just heroin. Like neither of Pot you are calling really the kettle black. batting at a hundred here, Mm-mm. or a thousand, whichever one's higher or worse. I don't know what that means. I know that shocks everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember the the little drug deal thing very much, except for being introduced to Faye, who I kind of love, and she just I guess gets adopted by. Fez and Ashtray the same way that Ashtray was adopted by Fez I was about and his to say, grandma. I do think she just kind of got pawned off. And they were like, I'm going to be right back to her. Except it wasn't her mom, it was her boyfriend. He was like, I'm going to be right back for her, I swear. And then just, just didn't. Just didn't. Like, he came back, just not for her. Mm-mm. But then um, um, Rue, and, Rue and Faye are in the back of the car waiting because Fez wouldn't let them come in. And then they get um, kidnapped, essentially, by the people that Fez is meeting with. Um, and I wrote down, okay, Ashtray is apparently 12, according to the kidnapper drug, definitely not doing anything illegal, man. That's his government name, by the way. Yeah, just like Ashtray is Ashtray's government name. Exactly. Um, and then I think Rue is bad luck because she's there and they get kidnapped and held up, right? And then Rue comes before and last season, season one, Rue showed up and then his drug dealer showed up and they gave her fentanyl. Which like, yeah, like made her lick it her off of a knife. So like, I I just think, um, at least in terms of drug deals, maybe stop bringing Rue around. I know I you like her. I also feel like Rue has no self-preservation skills, and like, fair Especially enough. Especially when high. You yeah, usually you know her brain isn't, she, she, uh, not all of her synapses are firing, but like, if you're a drug dealer who you've seen a hold a gun before, it's like, sit there and shut up. I. I would at least be a little bit spooked. I would be spooked into at least trying to shut up for more than two mm-hmm. seconds. 
It's like her brain but. does the opposite. She's like, nope, that means to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go into this, this drug dealer's house, and it was kind of spooky. I'll be honest with you. The guy made they them all... strip to see if they weren't wearing wires. And then I think someone was like, but he's a kid. And then Rue was like, I'm in high school. And then Faye said, I don't have enough clothes on to be wearing a wire, which like was a good point. Yeah. She was not yeah. wearing enough clothes to have on a wire. Um, getting naked in front of your friends is a fast track to bonding. However, I do not think under duress the, um, the vibe is the same. If it's, like, your choice, it can definitely be a bonding experience. I think, you know, being held hostage for an afternoon by drug dealers is also a bonding experience. Just, like, maybe not in the same Not at the time. I think down the line, good. Like, but at the moment, you're like, yeah, not Yeah, definitely at the time. You're like, this is actually, you never want to see any of these people again, just in case this happens. And then Rue, um, yeah, Rue was like, I'm in high school. I really shouldn't be getting naked. Yeah. Also, like, I know that the reason Rue didn't get naked is because Zendaya has, like, a no nudity clause. But they really just dragged that out for forever of her Mm -hmm. not getting, like, if she wasn't going to get naked, just have him be like, oh, I don't, you know, I have, it's like you only have to do one, you can only do one illegal thing at once or you should only do one illegal thing at once. So your scary man should have been like, oh, I have all these drugs. Maybe I shouldn't um, be forcing a child to to get naked and just pat her down and move on. Like, we really just dragged that out for way too long. If we wanted to see somebody who's playing a 17-year-old get her boobs out, we can just go back to Cassie for a second, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And their solution was he, like, took her to the shower, which Fez was not happy about the two of them being in the bathroom Mm -mm. alone. But he took her to the shower and ran water over her, essentially. And then it was like, okay, she's good, not wearing a wire. And I feel like, like, yeah, we could have gotten there faster and, like, in a lot of different ways. Also, like, or at least saved her for last, because if everyone else was wearing a wire, or no one else was wearing a wire, and she was like, well, I promise you, none of us are. I'm just, like, don't want to get my tits out. They'd be like, I, I guess, like, I get that they're being overly cautious because they're not in, like, the greatest line of work, but also that was dragged out way too long and just mm-hmm. move. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nobody has a wire, and then we're introduced to the scariest woman alive. Um, um, yeah, when we meet her, Fez, I think Fez goes, can I put my, you think I can put my drawers on? Which mm-hmm. I thought was, he was like, you know, I'll talk, okay. I would ask to put all my clothes back on. He was like, honestly, I just need underwear to con- conduct. At the very least, yeah. And yeah, we meet the scariest woman alive, and I've decided that having like a quiet, calm demeanor is the key to being a good drug dealer, based solely off of this show. Well, yeah, you can't really like be acting up because I think I think she's more of a supplier and not a dealer. True. Because Fez is a dealer; she's just like here, take these, and so she has to be like actually business minded. And what is Fez? You saying my boy Fez is not business minded? I mean, he is, but he's not. He's definitely like high out of his mind, also most of the time, and lets Rue take drugs without paying for them. Yeah, and is just okay with it, and that's not the greatest. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what's what's her name? Lori. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought she was paralyzed because the first scene. Um, she's sitting in a chair that looks like 
it, I, I think it's just a recliner, but the first time I saw it, I thought it was some sort of like medical device. So I thought she was paralyzed, but she's not. She was just sitting down and letting her, her bodyguards. One of them looked henchmen. like Jack Harlow or little, little Dicky, or like if you put the two of them together, that's what one of them looked like. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that I got distracted by that for a very long time. They, you know, did the thing, got the drugs, had so much fun. Also, Ooh. yeah, and then they get out of there, and then I think, like, I imagine being strip searched or like dunked under the the shower, and while my friends have to get stripped naked to prove they're not wearing a wire at a drug dealer's house would like sober me up. And instead, mm-hmm. Rue was, like, joking about it. And we get Fez's great line, why are you acting like that shit was funny, Rue? Because, mm-hmm. like, why? A girl. Again, no self-preservation. She was like, that was so much fun. Well, she did and, it like, again. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. And then, remember like, how um, in our last episodes about season one, we said, like, so much happened in season one. And then you get to season two, and then, like, nothing happened by comparison. Um, after after this, it, everything just downhill. Sharply, mm-hmm. we take a sharp... Um, not even a left turn, just a sharp dive into the ground. Yeah, it's not the same show. No. It's Something really... happened. And I didn't realize that there were two years in between. Because, let's see, when we left off of the actual, like, not including the specials, season one ended August 2019, and this didn't pick up again until January 2022. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and apparently season three is not coming out till twenty twenty four. Don't then, remind me. I saw that on the main What are we it. supposed to do with ourselves? Rewatch um, this? I might because it's mm-hmm. just pretty much, yeah. But yeah, so a lot happened, but there wasn't any time that changed in the show. I don't I don't think there was a lot of time in between, like show wise. No, when um, did they had like what their winter formal or something? So it must have been like winter break or something we left off at. So like I'd say maybe two yeah. weeks, maybe a month at most, depending on when this formal is. Yeah. Cause what for me, why winter break didn't usually start until like a couple of days before Christmas, and then yeah. this was. Mine was at whatever I mean, the week of Christmas was, and it was two mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, but anyway yeah not enough not a lot of time had passed for these people to start acting like this i don't think there was the same amount of like bad choices mm-hmm. but we're gonna no i mean in... mostly it was one bad choice and then just mm-hmm. everything happened everything now, anyway they're at a new year's things. party there, so many well, things bef- happened yeah so before the new year's party um First of all, yeah, back to what Kalina was saying. If I just had to go through that drug deal, I wouldn't then go home and be like, guess it's party time. I would take a nap. <laughs> At the very <laughs> least. Ring in the new year in my bed. Um, so Cassie's like drunk and sitting outside a convenience store. And Nate comes up and he's like, hey. And then she's like, that's it. I'm in love. So. I I had to I had to say, and this is the only time I found Nate attractive. But if I were drunk, and he wasn't a terrible person slash my best friend's ex boyfriend, 
I would at the very least be kind of interested. And also when you're sitting down, he is so tall. So tall. I mean, he's tall normally. But Even like, when you're standing down, up, he's so tall. Yeah. Um, they get to this party and then they um, do do their little little thing in the bathroom, which like. Eleanor, you are skipping so much good stuff. First of all. So, yeah, she's sitting outside this convenience store and she's drunk. And he comes out and he's got beers in his hand. And he's like, do you want one? And, like, again, he's so tall when you're sitting down. And I said, bad, bad, bad. I know where this is going. Bad. <laughs> and then also, I think, yeah. Um, so the, this happens later. But in a couple episodes, there's a scene about uh, how some characters have to steal alcohol. Um, but I, I don't think any place in this town checks ID. Is it just, was that just like a money saving tactic? I because... think they checked his ID. Whose ID? They checked Nate's ID in the convenience store. He asked for his ID and Nate was like, yeah, sure. Cause I was wondering if he was going to give it to him or not, but I'm pretty sure he checks his ID okay. in this scene. All right. So yeah, maybe it is a money saving tactic. I, I agree. Because no one. Also, was. if Nate's, you know, the son of the biggest guy in town, I feel like they would at least know an approximate age, especially because he already got kicked out of high school. And that was apparently the talk of the town. Yeah, but I suppose if the cops showed up, right, the guy could be like, no, nah, I don't know how old he is. I asked for his ID and he gave me one. Okay. Fair enough. He's just covering his, his own. He's just covering himself. But he got Well, no, he's, he does not cover himself very often. <laughs> um, Nate offers Cassie a beer and he like offers to he's like I can give you a ride to a party which like don't get in a car with um, a man who's been drinking just that man's always drinking in the car yeah first of all yeah he has what I like to call a car beer which mm-hmm. unfortunately was <laughs> invented by the men in my family which is I was how say, I where'd know where'd you come up with car beer <laughs> it's not a good I- well like one of my relatives has um like in the little console there's three cup holders in between the driver's seat and the middle seat the console closer to the driver's seat is for beer and then the second one is for a water bottle you gotta stay hydrated when you're drinking so yeah at least he's you know smart of no <laughs> um. <laughs> moving swiftly on um nate having a great time i think he's always having a good time because he thinks everyone in his life is beneath mm-hmm. him so everyone amuses him also, like, I can understand Nate asking Cassie. Like, I can understand Nate having no morals. But Cassie, Cassie? Like, even if she thought that Nate was just being nice and giving her a ride, why would you say yes? You know what that so boy did to Maddie. Down. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, I, I did caveat. If he wasn't a horrible person and my best friend's ex, I would like, have thought even, even just the ex-boyfriend even just that i would be like you know granted they are broken up if you think it's just a ride sure you can be Mm -hmm. like you know nate and i kind of became friends when you were dating i was gonna say friendly Um, you've known him a while yeah abusive (laughs) ex-boyfriend i wouldn't want to be alone with that man anywhere let alone especially not his car and then especially not his car with his car beer and then right this man's playing Orville Peck, okay, in his vehicle. I was like, I don't know if I don't know if this is either. And I've seen a lot of theories about this, and I I am of the the philosophy that it does make sense. I've seen some people say, 
Um, I think this was, I can't remember the word. I, we went to, we went to media school, but you know, when like the audience can hear the music, but the, the characters can't. Someone was like, I think it's like that. Cause there's no way this man is listening to Orville Peck. Um, non, non-diegetic music yeah. is music that the audience can hear, but the, um, so someone said it was non-diegetic. I've heard someone say he put it on just for Cassie to make her think she was seeing a different side of him. But I, I am of the philosophy that he actually does listen to this. Now, I do think he would never listen to it with someone else. So I do think he... I, first of all, I think he'd be more of an older country sort of dude, not necessarily an Orville Peck sort of guy. But I don't... I think he put it on... I think it is what he listens to, but he put it on specifically to play her. I don't think he would listen to that with someone else around normally, if that makes sense. Um, is Orville Peck actually gay, or is there just a lot of fan fiction about him and Harry Styles for no reason? <laughs> no, he's gay. Okay, all right. <laughs> Does that make it better? I mean, I just it changes things. Um, and then not really. Don't I drink just, and drive, and but don't do not drink, drink and, and dive and hit triple digits. Because he was going like in the hundreds. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. If a ma- Look, I don't even like it when people drive over 75 when the speed limit is 75. Yeah, Eleanor and I had a lot of fun when she came to Florida. Because um, in Florida, the speed limit is a suggestion. Well, it is in Arizona, too, but I do not like it. Yeah, but see, some people follow the speed limit, and then smart people, in their attempt to not get run off the road... Clint is a terrifying driver. Are people afford to be crazy? I think I'm a good, I'm a great driver. Name one thing I did that was terrifying besides maybe not following the speed limit as strictly as I should have. Clint is weaving in and out in front of people (laughs) like we're not in an SUV. (laughs) She thinks she's driving a smart car with the way she tries to squeeze in front of people. Mm -mm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Listen, listen. One, I learned how to drive in a big van. Everyone moves out the way for a big van. Then I switched to a small car. You know how easy it is to bebop around in a small car? And then we get in the SUV. And nine times out of ten, people be moving out of the way for the SUV, too. So that's not my fault. Um, I think they're moving out I learned of the way because you're going so fast. A, I learned how to drive from a Jamaican man who thinks every he thinks he's in NASCAR. So <laughs> in my defense, that's, how, that's what I think. My man be racing people on the road, okay? He's like, we got to beat Don't them. Don't tell me that. Um, the, oh, I've never sometimes. been in a car with your dad, and I don't want to start. Um, my favorite thing I've ever learned from my father, my mom told me this, but it's his philosophy, is if you're going to go above the speed limit, and I'm not condoning this, you should drive the speed limit, but if you're going to go above the speed limit, what you do is you just pick someone who's going the same speed as you, because the cops aren't going to pull you both over. So you just pick oh, someone no, to stay you definitely, like, if with. you want to go that fast, you, uh, yeah, you either pick someone to stay with or you, like, are right behind the person who's going mm-hmm. a lot faster. That way, yeah. Cops are going to pull, pull both of you over. That's just being smart. But don't do that. But drive the speed limit. Anyway, Cassie's crazy. Um, I think she kind of has, like, a mini repeat of the carousel, but worse somehow, which I didn't think it could go worse. But she... I will say Cassie always surprises me. Mm-hmm. That is one thing. That is, that is one thing. I will say she's got like male level of audacity. But I will let you I will let you continue into your party recap now. Okay. I really wanted to get they, to the Orville Peck bit though. Okay, sorry. I, yeah, I didn't even recognize that, I'll be honest with you. I only know one song by the man, but I like it and 
I, I agree that Nate listening to it is kind of out of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They start uh, do, doing the devil's dance in a bathroom. <laughs> which it could be more romantic. And then... I don't imagine romance is what... Well, at least oh, that's absolutely not. not. I think Cassie thinks anything is romantic as long as it's coming from a guy, which is not me insulting her. That's just like a genuine um, reflection of her mental state. Because granted, a, a astute look, observation. I I think Cassie does villain things, but I also think that it is important to recognize that Cassie has not has had you know the most healthy uh, relationship. With men, just mm-hmm. overall, which definitely um, clouds her judgment, but also it does not cloud it enough to be uh, pulling the type of stuff that she is pulling. It doesn't justify her behavior, but it does help explain it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it might justify some of the, the acting out that we saw um, mm-hmm. pre-dating McKay. That would track. Um, the thing with Nate? Absolutely not. Um, anyway, uh, so they're, uh, ha- d- d- doing it. <laughs> and then Maddie starts not, Maddie, do- I think Maddie knows Nate's in there, but Maddie does not know that Cassie's in there. Um, no, Maddie's but- looking for the bathroom and she looks fine as hell, first of all. She does. She, she does. So she good. usually does, but she, Yeah. Uh, she knocks, I'm pretty sure she knocks on the door while Nate has Cassie all up on against the door. Mm-hmm. Which is a choice. Well, where else were, or, like, realistically, where else was he going to put her? Like, the bathroom's already not romantic. Let's do it in the bathtub. Like, that, I'd leave. I, I would leave. I would have um, left when it was my best friend's abusive ex-boyfriend, but not helping Moral of the story is they're, Maddie's like let me in and then Nate's like no and then it ends up with Cassie shoved basically shoved in the bottom of the bathtub No like, look listen First of all, Cassie is unintentionally the f- like not to agree with Nate the Terrible is what I've dubbed him, right? But she starts crying when she realizes Maddie outside the door. And Maddie's like pounding on the door telling Nate to let her. And he's like, one second, I gotta wash my hands or something. And she starts crying and like, stop crying, girl. Girl, you put yourself in this mess. You have no leg to stand on. And then she's like, she and oh my Rue, God, she's no my best self-preservation. Friend. You should have thought about that before you hooked up with Nate. I, no, she... Or if you're gonna hook up with him, don't do it somewhere where Maddie is very likely to be. You know, mm. go to that seedy motel your dad uses. Stay in the car at this rate, like Jesus. Exactly. Park two streets off the party. You know who's gonna see you? No one. They'll all be at the party. And like, it's... if you all walked into the party together, that would be. Odd, but not like super weird. You know, you could be like, "I'm sorry, Maddie. I needed a ride." Mm-hmm. You know, I or was just drunk, like, and he offered to bring me. But like, or just like let him walk in, and then five minutes later, you walk in. Exactly. It's don't. Cassie like, has listen, no imagination. 
But they might no have improv a, skills. My thing is, right? How did they get into the party? Did they walk in together? Did they do the five minutes and then were like, yeah, let's hook up in the bathroom? Even though we went through all this care to walk in five minutes apart. How did that work? How did no one see them? I don't know. Because apparently Nate gets clapped at when he goes into parties. So yeah, I... Yeah, you can't absolutely. sneak in with him. And obviously they didn't like go in through the window because then when Maddie knocked on the door, they just would have gone out through the window, you know? <laughs> yeah. Also, I think when you are at the bottom of a bathtub because your best friend's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, has to let your best friend into said bathroom, that's when you're like, we should never hook up again. <laughs> Like, this is a I horrible idea. I don't know how she went through that and was like, I think it can get rock bottomer than this. No, she was like, I think we're in love. That's that's what happened. She was like, oh my god, he shoved me into a bathtub. That's love. He hit me so my best friend wouldn't kill me for sleeping with him. He must care so much. Or like, even if she had gone into the bathroom when they were there, all, all Cassie had to do is start crying. She just had to fix her shirt and start crying and Maddie would have taken her side because she knows Nate is crazy. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand how you're that bold but have zero idea of how to lie your way out of things. She just, oh, you're gonna have to move on. I, I'm gonna get stuck on this. <laughs> Okay, well, we oh, move yeah. on to my favorite character. Yes. Fez. And Fez and Lexi are sitting on the couch. Well, I think Lexi comes and sits on the couch. And Fez, first of all, if he said this to me, I would immediately ask him if he wanted to get married. He was like, yo, you Rue's friend, right? And I'd be like, yeah, do you want to be my husband? <laughs> um, I uh, want but... to go to a house party so bad. That's a dream of mine. Again, if any, I I make this I make this appeal every time we talk about a house party. But if anyone ever has one, and wants someone who probably won't talk to you to come, please invite me. Yeah, just invite her. I will not go. I don't want to sit on somebody else's sticky couch for twenty minutes. I do. Um, yeah, they have a very cute conversation. It's very sweet. And then either before or after that, because we're masters of storytelling, we get our second new character. And again, back to my whole thing of no self-preservation. Aru's at this party and she walks in to, I think it's like the laundry room and somebody's doing drugs and Rue's like, "Uh, I want to, you got some for me? And he's just like, okay, yeah. And then they start doing drugs. And then Rue almost dies. She, like, is feeling her heart. And she's like, oh, no, this isn't good. This has happened before. This is not good. Um, And, you know, your man has the decency to kind of freak out. And she's like, okay, there's Adderall in my sock. I need you. And I was like, oh. (laughs) If another drug addict is looking at you like you're crazy, that's not a good sign. No. Also, like, I know Rue has had moments already at this point where she's like, maybe I should stop doing drugs. I don't know how that wasn't one of them. I don't know how you're explaining 
there's some Adderall in my sock that'll jumpstart my heart. And you're like, maybe. Oh, I think I'm going to start keeping Adderall in my sock because I've got my Apple Watch. And um, about five times I've gotten this notification that at like four o'clock in the morning, my heart rate dropped below 40 beats per minute, which apparently it's not supposed to do. And it's like, please, warning, seek medical attention. But like, it was four o'clock in the morning and I was asleep. <laughs> that watch alert was not helping anybody. Okay, so uh, I don't want to tell you what to do, but go mm-hmm. to the doctor before you start keeping Adderall in your sock. If the doctor's like, we can't do anything to help you, then yeah, sure, go for it. But like, at least try one thing before you jump right to the Adderall. Also, it's just like a worse version of the arc iCarly with One Direction when Sam threatens to beat somebody up with a butter sock. It's just an Adderall sock. And like, if we're taking our drug cues from iCarly, move on. We're taking our drug cues from Euphoria. I have, I, I'm not taking my drug cues from iCarly. Come on. I have class. I'm an adult now. Clinic, you have a heart that's about to stop because you don't want to go to the doctor. I mean, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like a lot of times in a row. It was just like five days over the last month. I'm sure that's fine. Also, below 40, it was like 39. So like, it's fine. I haven't died yet. We need to get through this episode. Um, a couple times we go back to Cassie hiding in the in the tub while Maddie Maddie's like getting chatted up by some fella in the in the bathroom, and in Cassie's the bathroom. Yeah, which like and Cassie's hiding in the bathtub, and the way it's shot looks like a horror movie. She's like curled up and like got her hand over her mouth, which like just stop I don't crying. Know about you, but I yeah, well, just stop crying. But like, if I went to use the bathroom at a party, this is before the guy even shows up. I'm not listening for someone like hiding i'm I'm like it's a loud party they're not having a respectful little tea party they've got music blazing unless cassie just starts wailing they're not gonna notice i don't think and like i don't think maddie is the most sober of people like she she probably like just trying to get out of there and then your man's talking to her talking to her they're not gonna hear her oh Cassie stressed. Listen, the, the the moral of the story is this season Cassie insane and she's stressing me out. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm upset with her and she's stressing me out. It's just a bad combo. Yeah. Also, um, she and Jules, Rue and Jules, run into each other, mm-hmm. and Jules is like, "Hi," and Rue's like, "Well, I'm doing drugs because you left me at the train station." And like, mm-hmm. "You're doing drugs because you did drugs." Miss Miss Girly. Yeah. Again, I think we talked about this in our season one recap. Like, I don't think, yeah, at the end of the day, you can't blame anyone for Rue's relapsing. But, like, definitely you can see who set up the, the, the steps for her to get there. And then Jules is all, like, sad about it. And same, kind of in the same vein as Cassie. Jules doesn't get to be sad. You left her. You're the one who left when she knew she was in a vulnerable state. And, like... Yeah, it is, you know, it was ultimately Rue's, I guess, decision to do the drugs. But, like, if your drug addict friend is sitting there crying, don't go, well, I'm going to go get on this train that I decided to get on ten minutes ago. Mm -hmm. With you. And now that Mm -hmm. you're not coming, I'm going to go. But I do, like, I thought Jules looked really nice. And there's this one shot in this 
Well, this is later, so I'll tell you about it. But I think Jules' hair looked really nice. It's a little shorter, and I think she looks really good just in this season. Oh, yeah. Jules is really pretty. Jules is so pretty. I like also... Uh, yeah. Don't they kiss? Eleanor keeps disappearing, so we're going to, um, and, and I think we're approaching our time shortly. So we're going to wrap this up. We are getting in to probably one of the best scenes in the season. So we're going to give you a quick little recap. I have some notes here. Not entirely sure what they mean. One, I need me a fez since I'm Lexi. They're sitting on the couch talking. They're adorable. Somehow it makes a lot of sense. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. he tell he said Fez says to Lexi, "Talking to you is what." Oh, she left and he came back and he said, "Where'd you go? I was starting to miss you." And then she goes, "Oh no, you're just saying that." And he goes, "No, talking to you was like one of the best parts of my whole year." If he said that to me, I would marry him immediately. Um, and this I would was love- before it was the new year, so he meant it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like like it's a couple minutes into the new year, and he's like, oh my god, this is the best part of my year. This is like before the new year starts. I would love to see like Fez and Maddie, like when they're both upset, team up against someone, because I think that would be like the weirdest combo, but they would handle it. Preferably Nate. Um, I think Ashtray's in the car, because I wrote down, boy needs a booster seat. Why is he driving a car? <laughs> Like, I can understand because, how he can, like, look, like, he knows how to operate a motor vehicle, but, like, he's not tall just, enough to see over the wheel. He's not tall enough to sit run, in the front seat. Run through it. Run through it. If, if by some, if some, for some reason, Ashtray gets arrested and the police are like, give me your ID, Ashtray <laughs> just does not, ex- I don't think you can arrest somebody who legally doesn't have a name. The boy has no birth certificate. He's true, never true. been to school. According to the government, he does not exist. So... You know, he's not an American citizen because I don't think he's any sort of citizen. So he doesn't have to follow the rules. <laughs> and then, like, you, they'll probably be so concerned. And if anything does happen, right, they'll be so concerned. Of, and an 11-year-old is driving the car. They'll probably forget everything else. Exactly. They're like, where's your home? And he's like, well, I've never really had one. Yeah. He's waiting in the car because Fez tells him to to wait in the car and then they i just really like how they lit up the scenes after ashtray gets in the car it looks like the flash from a camera hbo posted a tiktok of that scene so i will try and find it and share it it's just it's so beautifully done you catch like little details but only for a minute like cassie and maddie are dancing together and nate's like standing in the background and if you look cassie's crying which like again girl not subtle at all she's Mm -mm. bawling her eyes out while dancing with her best friend because she just slept with Nate but like to her credit if Maddie saw Cassie crying I don't think Maddie would be like oh my god I have to figure out what's wrong she'd be like yeah yeah to be fair listen I think part of the reason Cassie gets away with so much is everyone's like nah she's kind of crazy I just don't (laughs) think they realized how crazy Um, I wrote down Jules kind of looks like an elf Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then I don't understand why Rue and, like, Jules were so sad. Like, I was like, why do you still want to be with her? She left you. Also, it's a bad idea. Clearly, you two are volatile. This is not going to also, end Also, if well. somebody comes up to you and is like, yeah, I totally dig drugs because you left me, I wouldn't be then be like, 
I'm so in love with you still. I'd be like, let me step back for a second. Yeah, even if you, you know? are, you've you got to like, again, I, no one in the show has self-preservation things because I would have been like, you know what? That's kind of heavy for, that's a lot for me to handle and I can't be responsible for that because look how it turned out the first time. Yeah. But then the best scene in Uniforia and HBO television history, I dare say, Fez and Nate, they're standing, they're getting drinks. Nate's chit-chatting to Fez. And Fez is like, blah, blah, blah. And Nate's like, oh, yeah, new year, new start, something like that, right? And Fez takes the bottle of, like, vodka or whatever he has in his hand. And he says, yeah, here's to a new start, homeboy. Bashes Nate in the head with the bottle in the same breath. And then proceeds to punch him in the face for, I don't know how long, but not long enough, in my opinion. No. And then I realized how small McKay was. Like, Nate's ridiculously tall, but, like, McKay was little compared to Fez. I was like, Fez could take him down, too, because, like, Fez was looking down on him. And I was like, this man just needs to punch everyone in the face. It was just, Mm -hmm. it was my my dream. I I wrote down earlier, like, I want to see Fez and Maddie team up against someone. So, like, I half got my wish. I think this is the angriest and, like, most passionate we've ever seen Fez. And I could not have picked a better time. Look, I messed up enough to think it's hot when Gordon Ramsay starts yelling, when Fez <laughs> does it. I was like, Lexi did not look like she was into that, but I very much was. Mm-hmm. Lexi was like, oh, I'm scared. And I'm like, do it again. And, listen, built different. That man, I love him. Anyway, they run to the car and leave. But like, what? What, what a man. And then, like, Maddie, everyone's, like, fussing over Nate, which, like, I get, like, she probably still cares about him. But if I were Maddie, I'd be like, go for him. He deserved it. Yeah, honestly. I'd be like, oh, my God, Nate, are you okay? And then um, he'd be like, because his teeth are all broken. And then I'd be like, that's a yes. (laughs) Close enough. I'll be honest, my brain kind of shut off after after Fez started punching Nate in the face. I was kind of like, this is the peak of cinema. I have no thought. Head empty. Quentin Tarantino who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was the best ending to an episode. Um, it also would have been the best start or middle to an episode. That could have been the whole episode. I would have been happy. <laughs> it could have been the whole episode. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And I think we've been talking for an hour. And if we let Kleena go on more about this. um... I'm just saying, have you seen Fez? For me, it was just the to a new start homeboy. And then Fez immediately said, the start is I hate you. Mm -hmm. And bashed him in the head with a bottle. Like, what a man. He was going for blood. You have to start the year off right. And Fez did. Yeah, listen, my um, my mom has a belief, like, she always wants a clean house for New Year's because she thinks that's what you're going to go into the New Year with if your house is clean. Um, so Fez was like, I want to go into the New Year with no Nate ever again. And he did his darndest to make that happen. Oh, yeah. he, he truly did. And it paid off. And I love it. I love him. That's some girl boss kind of stuff right mm-hmm. there. And we will be back with the repercussions in that 
next week or in two weeks or next month? Um, well, we got till 2024, so I think we just do one a month and we might we'll, get there. <laughs> we'll definitely be done talking about season two by the time season three comes out. Don't we say can that. promise that. <laughs> we cannot promise that. Have you met us? We can. We'll be done before we die. Yeah. We'll we'll be done. We'll try our best. <laughs> that's our new <laughs> that's our new tagline. Don't call me on that. Mm-hmm. We're trying our best. We are. Uh, thank you for watching. I don't really want to stop talking about how great it was to see Nate get beat up. It was so good. But so good. I think we're on thin ice already. <laughs> it was so good. But I have been Kalina. And I have been Eleanor. And we will see you. This has been the Fezco the Fezco fan club. I was gonna say we're the presidents of the Fezco fan club. (laughs) (laughs) We're so embarrassing. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Or like Eleanor said, maybe the week after. But we'll definitely see you to talk about episode two of season two of Euphoria. And if not, we have regular episodes out on Friday where we talk about other stuff. Don't ask us what we're talking about this Friday because it's a mystery to everyone Wait, no, I until can tell Thursday you. night. I can tell you. I'm actually, we're prepared for once in our lives. Uh, we're ta- Okay, um, so actually what we're talking about this Thursday is not much better than us talking about Fez. We're talking about the movie Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan. And I <laughs> love that man in that movie. But you can hear all about yeah, that on Friday. If you liked this rambling, you'll like that rambling. And uh, we will you know, catch you later. Oh, also, happy St. Patrick's Day. That's why we did Brooklyn. (laughs) So, happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Happy St. Patty's. Have a green beer. Oh, yeah. Throw some green food coloring in a river and call that Irish pride. Eleanor can say that. She's in Ireland right now. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next time. We've been here long enough. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.